0: Spencer.
1: And I'm Matthew Redden.
0: And we aren't a couple. No, uh, we are not. Uh, so this is a Will & Grace podcast that uh, I'm starting with my best friend and roommate, Matthew.
1: Hi, that's me.
0: Yeah, that's him. He's the male voice you'll be hearing. I'm the more feminine voice. Um, my dulcet tones are just lovely.
1: Oh, so lovely. I
0: know, right? So anyways, what we're planning to do is record a podcast talking about the episodes of Will and Grace. The idea here is that I'm a pretty big fan. I've been watching Will and Grace since I was a wee child, grew up on it, talked about it with my mother a lot, and Matthew hasn't seen pretty much any of it.
1: Yeah, my mother never talked about it. I'm actually pretty sure my mother has never actually mentioned Will and Grace ever in my lifespan, in my presence. So we'll explore that later, (laughs) possibly with a therapist on hand.
0: Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be a
1: very (laughs) special episode, of not a couple
0: If this sounds familiar, that's because it's kind of a shout out to Gilmore Guys. We were definitely inspired by their format, where one person has seen all of the show and one person has seen none of it.
1: Much like Will and Grace, Tess and I are gay and a girl. You'll have to guess which is which.
0: Oh, good luck guessing. It'll be a (laughs) real mystery. I hope you figure it out pretty quick.
1: Uh, This is going to be a spoiler-free podcast because I'm a little innocent and I know nothing.
0: Yeah, we don't want to ruin the experience for him. So if by any chance you guys like us and love us and... Want to watch along because you have also purchased all the DVDs because it isn't streaming. It would be so
1: much more convenient.
0: I know, Come right? on, Netflix. Um, but uh, if by any chance you do happen to be watching along with us, we will do our darndest not to spoil you or Matthew as to what is coming in the future. Also, just in general, talking about the show, um, as a gay and a girl, as we mentioned, um. We want to explore a little bit about the representation of gender and um, the LGBT community, especially considering that it's 2016 now. The first episode of this was released in 1998, so we're coming up on 20 years since the pilot episode, so we kind of want to see how it holds up.
1: If it holds up. If it
0: holds up. And, yeah, just kind of explore the representation issues. Um, I know a lot of people, including Vice President Joe Biden... Have claimed that this show was definitely something that really helped to bring the LGBT community into the mainstream. So we kind of want to explore that from now, from the future. For me, particularly, not so much for Matthew because he doesn't have the context of the show. But we get compared to Will and Grace sometimes, and I'm just getting, I'm just getting really emotional about it because you know, oh my God. Matthew is my very best friend, and um, he, he's he's. A person who I care about a lot. And he's also my roommate.
1: You're a person I care about a lot as well.
0: So, yeah. I think, in general, some ground rules we want to lay out is we will try and keep these short and sweet for you.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, so this is a um, 30-minute sitcom, so we kind of want to try and keep it in the 23 to 30-minute range. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there will be instances where we go off on some beautiful tangents and we go over. But we will try and keep it short and sweet for your viewing listening
1: pleasure. Okay, well, uh, before we get started, maybe we could talk a little bit about our own personal backgrounds and how we how we feel about Will and Grace. Sure, that sounds great. Okay, as I said before, I'm gay. Uh, I what? Came, I know. <laughs> I came out in college. That was where I was studying to be a journalist, which is what I do now. I'm actually a writer and editor for a local publication here in the Midwest. Uh, I critique a lot of stuff, theater, dance, the whole nine yards. But the one thing that I really like that I don't actually get to write about or talk about a lot is TV. So that's kind of perfect that we're doing this Will & Grace podcast, huh?
0: <laughs> Sounds great to me. Um, as for me, I am a bisexual lady. Uh, I also Ooh. I also came out in college, but um, a little at a time, a little before Matthew, It came out to Matthew right after he came out to me. It was very pretty. Um, in addition to that, I'm also a feminist, uh, what some people might call a social justice warrior. Um and I was an English major in college. I also went to school here in the Midwest, so I'm Midwest <laughs> in the Midwest. I don't uh, think that's
1: the Midwest accent.
0: No, it's not, but uh I did go to school here in the Midwest as well and so I'm pretty used to talking about like novels and other types of media, but I don't really get to talk about television too often. So that's that's why I'm kind of interested. Mm-hmm. Um also, I just kind of really love Will and Grace. It's uh something I actually Grew up with, but got really into in college. I I had a friend who had all of the DVDs, Mm. and we spent countless hours in her dorm room just eating microwave popcorn and watching Will and Grace and just giggling.
1: Well, it's funny because for all the things that Tess and I really do have in common, this is really not one of them because I don't have a very good cultural concept of Will and Grace at all. I just kind of know it by its reputation. I mean, it's it's the gay show, you Mm -hmm. know? Now you have, like, Modern Family and that terrible Ryan Murphy show. (laughs) But I mean, like, for me, it's just kind of, it's like a show I've always kind of known about, but like never watched because, like, for me, it's been weird because, like, it's a gay show, but it's also a gay show from like when I was ten, mm-hmm. and not well, probably more gay honestly, but not more, as consciously gay, right, as I am now.
0: There's definitely going to be a lot of differences that you'll probably experience compared to like other shows where they just kind of like throw a queer character on there and it's oh. just normal. Whereas Will and Grace was like a gay show. I grew up with Will and Grace, like I said. I um, remember in my wee years, before I knew any better, I often told all of my friends and dreamed aloud that I would someday have a gay best friend. And I did get lucky. I did get lucky in that respect. That's not
1: what you would have said when we were dating.
0: Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> full disclosure, Matthew and I, much like Will and Grace, did in fact date each other once upon mm-hmm. a of time.
1: It was in high school.
0: It was in high school, so we, we were a little ahead of the curve there.
1: We're out of high school now.
0: Yeah, um... You can
1: guess how many years.
0: Well, that's up to you. Um, If you (laughs) guess correctly, you will win the coveted no prize. Mm,
1: The no prize. The no
0: prize. You get nothing, but you will know. Um, yeah, and definitely one of the other things that I, um, really like about Will and Grace is it's one of the few sitcoms that focuses mainly on, like, couples, uh, two people Mm. in particular, Will and Grace, but also, and to a lesser extent, Jack and Karen, um, who aren't romantic partners, um... Which is something that I really value because as I am now in my 20s, um, some of the and most... Spoiler alert. Ooh, spoiler alert. I am, I am in my 20s, so <laughs> I have given you a hint as to how long I've been out of high school. Um, but the, some of the most important, like definitely like the most important relationships that I have right now are non-romantic relationships. They're really tight friendships and roommate-ships and pen pal-ships and such. And what have you. And what have you and so on and so forth. And that's something I definitely appreciate about this show. I mean, for all of its ups and downs and pitfalls and tropes and ins and outs, it definitely does bring to light something that's super precious to me, which is your friends. Because you gotta have friends.
1: Okay, well after all that, let's um let's talk about the pilot.
0: Yeah, let's talk about the pilot.
1: I obviously uh-huh. not having seen it, I really liked it. Yeah. I um I didn't know what to expect. I just kind of again had this kind of archetype of the characters, but it was just a really Funny pilot.
0: Yeah, I know definitely with a lot of shows pilots can be really hit or miss for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Um a lot of times they don't really do the work that the rest of the show manages to do. Yeah. And there were definitely some moments of that that didn't quite carry through the rest of the show. But Yeah.
1: But I think all in all it was good. But let's just start with the the elephants of the room. Right. What is with people in the nineties? Being runaway brides.
0: Yeah, I was wondering about that, too. It's definitely a very, ne- like, late mid-90s trope with the runaway right. bride thing. And maybe
1: it's just that it's only the ones that are famous. Like, Friends has, like, that's how it opens with that iconic runaway right. bride scene. But just, like, I didn't know that Will and Grace started like that. So yeah. So it was I- just kind of a weird thing, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I had honestly forgotten about it cuz it's been a long time since I see the, I've seen the pilot. I think the last time I watched it was probably when I was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while since I watched that first episode. So I had kind of forgotten about her in the wedding dress at the end where she's running away from her wedding. Yeah. And it's it's definitely interesting because also in the 90s is when that Julia Roberts movie Runaway Bride mm-hmm. came out. So is was that a response to the weird sitcom trope? I don't know. Was it
1: Listeners, Something. you'll have to email us with the answer yes, to Yes, definitely.
0: If anyone knows what the deal with prevalent 90s runaway bride themes was, that would be great if you could inform us so we could inform <laughs> everyone
1: else. But yeah, I think, I think overall it's a really strong episode. I mean, it gives us a good microcosm of Will and Grace's relationship without right. getting too close into the details. Mm-hmm. We know that, you know, he's a lawyer. She's a designer? She's,
0: I think, an interior designer or interior decorator. Okay.
1: Which are both kind of good jobs for them to have. It means that mm-hmm. they kind of both... Do their own thing, basically.
0: Yeah, they don't really work in related fields, which is nice.
1: Yep. We get introduced to Jack. Yes. We get introduced to Karen.
0: Yes, Karen, who's a little weird in this episode, I, I'm going to say. I try not to spoil anything for you, but her character definitely develops, and I think you'll see it as soon as we watch the next episode, to be a little bit more grating, I want to say. like, Okay. Her, she kind of... don't
1: make that sound like a great thing. It
0: is actually a great thing. You'll see. It's okay. just, they do some things, particularly with her um, voice and other, like, physical characterization that's a lot different in the next few episodes. Interesting. So yeah, and I knew that that was was coming, so. Okay,
1: yeah. I mean, I liked, I think I liked that the episode really did focus on Wheel and Grace, which is really how you want
0: a pilot like,
1: Wheel and Grace? Wheel and Grace. Wheel and Grace. Which is kind of how you want a pilot like that to feel. You Especially
0: know? because the show's title is just Will and Grace. Right. So So it, it was probably for the best that they didn't really introduce too many like tertiary characters. Right. Or delve too far into their additional relationships, which I thought was very interesting, that mm. choice, to um, have that whole plot happening with her and her boyfriend. And we never see the boyfriend. We yeah. never see him. Like, he is a literal faceless person in that opening mm-hmm. scene. Can we talk about that opening scene, by we the way? We can absolutely
1: talk about that opening scene. Oh my scene. gosh.
0: I literally wrote down ooh, we're being so subversive like in that first (laughs) scene because they're on the phone and they're clearly like trying to like trick the audience into being like, oh, it's a sex call. Yeah. He's like, do you want me to walk you through it? Do you want to come mm-hmm. over? And then they're talking about ER because yeah, you know
1: they're they're not course. they're not going to have sex with each well, other. Well, and it's funny because at that time when this show came out, there were probably people who just turned on the show and didn't know anything about it.
0: Right. So I definitely I thought it was an interesting choice because on the one hand, for people who hadn't seen any promos or anything, they came into it and were like, "Whoa, what the hell?" And then there were people like me who've seen this show a million
1: times, and I was like, right. "Ah,
0: okay,
1: <laughs> like sure,
0: Jan, that's mm-hmm. fine."
1: Well, and on the other hand, it was probably a great plug for ER.
0: Yes, Which, that's also true, because that was also another... Was that an NBC show uh-huh. as well? So NBC,
1: out of all the networks, NBC is like the queen of cross-promoting.
0: Yeah, so it does make sense. They'd be like, huh, George Clooney. Right, <laughs> right. And of course, Will likes George Clooney, because who doesn't like George Clooney? You know,
1: it's funny, because I feel like at that time, there was a real... From my understanding, obviously, there was a real undercurrent of suspicion that George Clooney was gay. Really? Which is... I mean, because he never married, he always just had these like ambiguous flings with women.
0: Interesting. Very, um, very And interesting. I think in the last
1: five years, that's a little bit gone away. As he, I mean, his Has continued to to not be gay.
0: I mean, and he married Amal, so. Right,
1: who is amazing. Amal
0: is amazing. But
1: that's not really the point of what we're talking about here.
0: Is it? I love Amal. (laughs) We could just have, join us next week for the Amal podcast where we just talk about how great she is. If
1: Will and Grace was on right now, I bet Jack would get a lot of leverage out of Amal puns.
0: Yes, that's probably true. That Mm. is definitely true. I feel like that would happen.
1: My favorite Will and Grace moment is the pyramid scene.
0: Oh my gosh, we have to talk about the pyramid scene.
1: I just, first of all, my initial reaction was, oh, they're playing Pyramid? Yes. Like, that's just such a, that's such a 90s thing to do. But, I mean, it, it works out really great because it kind of gives you this cool insight into this, these characters' relationship without having to do a lot of exposition, I
0: Yeah, thought. it was a very well-done exposition dump because mm-hmm. it really wasn't so much an exposition dump as it was just... This small, like, kind of corny parlor game that I barely remember my parents having game nights like this when yeah. I was a kid. And then it just sort of, like, explains their relationship so well. And that that line where it's, like, um, they're trying to describe, like, things that you lean on. Yeah. And he was, like, a cane a, um, a stair railing each other. And she's, mm-hmm. like, ah, things you lean on, things you lean on. And yeah. I just, oh, my God, it kills me. Because it's yeah. so great.
1: It's so great. And it's so true to, like, real people and real yeah, friendships. Yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, like, I definitely don't know if any my friends and I would ever get together and play, what is it, $25,000 pyramid mm-hmm. or some something like that. But Which is really
1: misleading when you don't have $25,000 to give away.
0: I know, right?
1: But anyways. But
0: I definitely know, and I definitely know that we've gotten some comments from our friends that sometimes we do that. We finish each other's...
1: Sandwiches. Yes,
0: exactly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's definitely, that was a great scene that I really enjoyed watching. And that kind of comes back. They, that is sort of, their, they call back to that scene a lot. In, oh, in, do they? In further episodes, not to give any spoilers, okay. but... It is definitely something that you will see throughout, where they, they often are just very in sync, and that was a very nice way to show that.
1: Yeah. It was also kind of weird. I mean, you know, pilots aren't perfect, shows aren't perfect. The hardest thing for me, maybe, and this is maybe a little bit my gay coming out, Will's hair.
0: Oh, that hair. I, mm no that hair is not it's not it's not good and it's just not good it's bad it's real and I mean you you can see on the DVD box set that we have like mm-hmm. sitting right in front of us he doesn't have that hair in the no. promotional photos so it is it's kind of a pilot choice and I don't know maybe he was filming something else where yeah. he needed to have weird, like, 70s Prince Charming right. hair, I, was, like,
1: I guess I can kind of see that being, like, a hair trend in the 90s, based on my memory of the 90s, but...
0: Yeah. It's I
1: just... just it's, it's not in keeping with the character. Right. was like, really buttoned up.
0: Right, and honestly, you know what it kind of looks like to me? It sort of looks like... You know how in that new show, um, the People versus O.J. Simpson show, yes. how they have Ross from Friends with his, yes. with his Robert Kardashian hair? It looks almost like his Robert Kardashian hair. Oh my God.
1: That's the other thing, is that... Will sounds like David Schwimmer. Does he? At least to me. Huh. Listening to the show and like, if I'm not looking at the screen, I would believe that it was ross talking except for the fact that ross is saying very well i guess that kind of checks ross is saying very gay things <laughs> don't that let ross hear kind of, you say that that kind of does track actually
0: yeah actually i don't know i guess my my memory of david schwimmer's voice is always like hey guys <laughs> so i maybe maybe i'm just not remembering it properly
1: yeah
0: um any other things that stood out that like were kind of like weirdly 90s to you
1: other weirdly 90s things i mean there was er just them not having cell phones was obviously a, a yeah, that was kind of
0: weird um I don't remember if it was this one, or there's another one where they mentioned a fax machine very early on, and I was like, "Yeah, no.
1: Yeah, oh, fax machines. I guess the other thing that jumped out to me from the pilot was just, Jack is a little uh, intolerable, almost.
0: Yeah, Jack is, he's the character. He's, okay. He's got yeah. So Jack is really interesting to me in the pilot, because almost like I said with Karen, he, they get better at making him his own person, but it almost works better, because he's more grating like he's
1: huh. more
0: over the top like this guy just kind of seemed like an asshole He he's like, kind
1: of annoying yeah
0: yeah and oh my gosh the port. i did kind of feel for him a little bit where he kept showing up with his bird and his hat box to oh. move in with will and will was like no wait, grace is staying over tonight like you have to go home again right and yeah i did i did find that i kind of felt for him a little bit mm. there um, but oh my gosh, when, during his first introduction, the why would you assume I'm gay line at that <laughs> poker, t- which was interesting. Let's talk about the poker game because the other two guys in the room seemed to not be gay.
1: Yeah, that's weird.
0: Yeah, I thought that was definitely a choice.
1: Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's a true choice because at least in our, at least in my slash our friend group, most of us are Gay or people of queer identity.
0: Yeah, I, w- I was going to say um, there's a lot of media representation that I've seen that kind of focuses on this, like, gay best friend or, like, token gay person in the group. And that is not really how most queer people I know and interact with operate. Mm-hmm. So, in- either, I mean,
1: either that's a change in the last 20 years or that's a an untrue representation
0: right i mean like there's also like even think about hbo's girls there's Mm -hmm. elijah who's kind of the token gay guy of that group but i feel like most people i know who are queer have queer friends like Mm -hmm. have a group of queer friends um right like for example our friend group there is like one person who's kind of like the token straight person who Mm -hmm. kind of drifts in and out sometimes right for the most part we're all generally pretty rainbow flag waving folks
1: yeah so I mean that's that's just kind of an interesting thing about the show, and I'm I'm kind of curious about what that portends for the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, also because the women are all straight, so it's yeah. an interesting choice to only have straight women, gay men, and then a smattering of other straight people. Right. Because there there are no lesbians, and mm. I don't think the word bisexual is ever said on this show. Interesting. <laughs> but we were talking about Jack, who is annoying. Yeah. Um. What are What are some other things that we think about Jack with with his um. With his characterization. Well, I guess, I
1: mean, out of the four, I mean, Jack is the the obvious gay archetype. You yeah. Know, Will is Will is basically played as if he's in love with Grace, but he's not in love with Grace.
0: Right. Will is played very straight, for lack of a better term. Right. He, he's definitely... he's Yeah, a, that's true, actually. He's yeah. the straight man in, like, a comedic sense, but he's also the straight man in, like, he's basically straight, but he just likes mm-hmm.
1: some dick, I right. guess. <laughs> I mean, the only indication we have in the pilot that he is not straight is that he talks about his former boyfriend. Yes. And he kisses Grace and nothing happens.
0: Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, also speaking about Jack's kind of stereotypeness, um, there was a joke that Will makes in the pilot, which I was very uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you remember this one, but he makes a joke about it must be hard for Jack being, you know, trapped in the wrong body. And I found that to be really just, oof, guys, yeah. this, is, this is your 90s is showing this transphobic hmm. joke there. Just because, I mean, obviously, as we in 2016 know, there is a big difference between being an effeminate gay man and mm-hmm. being an actual transgender human right. who may feel as if you are trapped in the wrong body. And also the idea that, like, all trans people feel like they are, quote, trapped in the yeah. wrong body. There was definitely some stuff in there mm-hmm. that I, I was kind of like, oof.
1: Yeah. That and does it, not That's hold. not very comfortable. It it's yeah. really doesn't read well. And I think, I think part of it does come from that time period's lack of understanding of gay identity. I mean, it's... Obviously, even, even within the gay community, right? you know, where there's there's these layers that trans people are not really understood, but they're kind of implied to be, like, a further elongation along the gay spectrum.
0: Right, for sure. I know that there there's definitely been some stuff that I've read for, like, college classes and mm-hmm. so on, where there's this kind of misunderstanding of, like, trans people being, like, an additional extension of being, like, super-duper gay. Like, they're right. so gay, they don't belong in their bodies or something. Mm-hmm. Which I yeah. think is definitely something that was probably just not talked about, I mm-hmm. mean... A lot of media that I read in 2014, 2015 about those being the years of trans folks being yeah. like actually represented as real humans Yeah,
1: it's been a real shift.
0: It kind of feels a little bit in like Will and Grace trying to get their little gay foot in the door. They were just like, let's throw transgender folks under the bus, prove that we are not as weird as they are. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of uncomfortable for me. That yeah. that definitely, that made me feel very like, ooh,
1: no. Well, I mean, th- it's worth talking about. I mean, this show does get criticized a lot for not being 100% as liberal, gay as it could be i mean is that would you say that's a yeah i
0: I would definitely feel like that there there's a lot of criticism of the show that it's kind of like middle of the road vanilla like appealing to everybody so like the gay characters are very neutered Mm -hmm. and i know in later seasons there's jokes about lesbians it's sort of like while it's doing a lot to bring the conversation about gay men Mm -hmm. into the picture it only talks about gay cis white men yeah and i mean There's also the very famous story about um, one of the actors who was up to play Will, who is an actual gay man, was rejected because he wasn't gay enough.
1: Right. Which is, again, weird watching Will, who is played by a straight man.
0: Yeah, who's played by a straight man and acts, for the most part, almost completely
1: straight. Maybe that's an interesting cultural shift, too, because I think some of the elements that I would say would have read as gay at that time were just him being kind of sassy and talking back to the other characters. Right. And that's really typical in male characters on TV now.
0: For sure. And, I mean, also, don't forget, this is 1998. This is around the time of the rise of the, quote, metrosexual, where Mm -hmm. guys just, you know, taking care of their bodies and being a little sassy and getting their nails done. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that if, I mean, off the top of my head, there's nothing that Will says in this episode that Barney Stinson couldn't say how I met your mother. Yeah,
0: I mean, there is um, that really weird joke about that, what was the name of that person? It was like Barbara something.
1: Uh, Barbara DeAngelis. Yes,
0: he makes that joke. He calls uh, Grace Barbara DeAngelis when she's, saying how she feels and how she told her boyfriend off about how she gets to feel her feelings. Yeah.
1: Which, disclaimer, listeners, we did have to Google.
0: Apparently, Barbara DeAngelis was a self-help kind of guru mm-hmm. back in the 90s, and she had a famous 1994 infomercial called Making Love Work, and so yeah. that was the joke. We didn't get it. We yeah. had to Google it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, how
1: much of that, I mean, do you expect to see? I mean, you've seen it before. I mean, is right. there stuff that...
0: I mean, I definitely feel like there's going to be some references, which, spoiler, I didn't really realize how reference-heavy this show was, and mm-hmm. um, definitely something I may be paying attention to more because I listen to a lot of Gilmore Guys, and they have a supercut <laughs> every episode of um, all the references in Gilmore Girls, so maybe that's why I'm a little bit more tuned in as I was listening. I'm like, huh, there's a reference. Huh, there's a reference.
1: I think one thing that maybe we be kind of good to close it out is just talking about Some of the really interesting, serious elements of Will and Grace's relationship that gets into in the pilot. And I I think the one that stands out for me is one that I'm actually not sure if is intended to be as serious and real as it really is. A lot of the plot revolves around Will feeling like Grace shouldn't marry this guy that she's been dating. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of culminates in this fight which uh, happens at his apartment. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, he is talking to her and saying, you know, I really don't think he's the one. I think you know it. If he was the one, why would you need my blessing? Mm -hmm. For me, that actually kind of, I think, had the opposite effect that the show wants me to have. Because I think the show is just saying, listen to Will. Will's right. Why would you come ask Will if you know you want to marry him? Right. But to me, I read that as Will not understanding how important he is to Grace in Mm -hmm. that moment. You know, they've known each other for years. It's clear at this point. But I mean, to me at least, that would be like me telling you, Why do you think it's important that I care about the person that you want to be with for the rest of your life?
0: Definitely. I feel like that was um, especially underlined when they have the same conversation later. Like, Mm -hmm. it's almost flipped. Where Grace, um, after she calls off the wedding and she's talking to Will and she's in tears and she's saying, like, you just want me to be alone just like you. Like, it kind of, like, seems like they ran on parallel tracks that didn't quite meet Mm because Grace was upset and she just wanted to be cruel, but... Um, in that first scene, it, it seemed more like she was just reaching out to her friend. And yeah. she just, she wanted his approval, not because she felt she needed it, but because he's her friend, he's yeah. a person. And he she really just wanted that connection, that permission almost mm-hmm. to, you know, say like, I'm here for you, I support you, and yeah. I think you're making a good call. Because that's, I think that's how important he is to her. And maybe he doesn't realize that that's mm-hmm. where they're at. I'm
1: excited to see that develop, even if it's just implicitly over the course of the show. I mean... That development of them being really close friends who do love each other in a very real, very honest way, Mm -hmm. um, that just doesn't have to be romantic because it just doesn't work out that way.
0: Yeah. So speaking of that, can we talk about the end?
1: (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about the end Um, as we wrap up here.
0: In in the end of the episode, they are in a bar and Grace is still wearing her wedding dress with her Mm -hmm. veil. And um, everyone around them appears to be just straight people who just assume that they are married. And it definitely uh,
1: feels like a very straight bar.
0: Yes, it's definitely a straight bar. And there's like that joke that Will makes about like, ah, she's the old ball tea, and chain. She <laughs> survives tonight, she'll make it forever or whatever. <laughs> and everyone laughs and then Grace is like she gives like this really heartfelt speech which was 100% true. Mm-hmm. But like layers, like it's clearly like from the audience perspective, it's not romantic. Mm-hmm. We know she's not saying like, "Will I love you romantically?" She's saying mm-hmm. like, Will, I love you" You're my best friend. Yeah. But of course, the people in the bar don't know that. So yeah. they respond by like clapping and cheering and...
1: Well, and honestly, in a very real sense, it that episode really depicts a moment where they choose to commit to each other over committing to someone else.
0: Yeah, that's definitely true. And I mean, you of, and I have had
1: moments like that where, you yeah. know, we choose each other over other people or other things. And right.
0: And yeah, this is a very real moment where Will and Grace choose each other versus choosing mm-hmm. to be alone or choosing right. to make because Because really those are the
1: options. It's not just... It's not just the... Grace could choose to marry this person. It's that once she decides not to, Will could decide, well, you suck. I don't want to be with you. I'd rather be alone.
0: Right. But they do They do make that commitment to each other. And of course, they seal it with a kiss, which is <laughs> just adorable. I love that. But that has happened to us before yes. where we've gotten, we call it getting straight couples when yes. we go out to restaurants and
1: bars together. and Or we're holding hands. Or yeah, we're just very we're, affectionate. We're
0: very touchy-feely people. So we, we get that a lot where people will be like, oh, aren't you two just the dickens? You're just so <laughs> cute. And we're like,
1: Nothing has happened in downtown yeah, for no, each other. There's zero downtown action happening. Ze- zero, zero. I was surprised that they went for the kiss. Yeah. I, I'm curious about that. I wonder if that was kind of another effort for the network to just kind of drive home the fact that Will is gay by having that moment. Because I yeah. think in real life, I don't think either of us would go to that point where we're like, oh, well, we feel pressured by this crowd of straight people to make out.
0: Right. I feel like if we got to that point where we felt like maybe unsafe, we would like give each other like a mwah, like a peck, like right. a, not like a full, they like kiss. But then, but of course, then they completely undercut it with a, like that whole exchange where it's like anything, and he's like
1: nothing, and they just nothing. And that's the end. Yeah. Nothing
0: happened in downtown for either of <laughs> them either. So
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of it's interesting because it's kind of both the good and the bad sides of Will and Grace all in on yes. one moment. It's the willingness to to show that this is their relationship, that this is how it is. But also, kind of the need to prove it to straight people.
0: Right. Yeah. There's definitely that element there where like. They just wanted to make sure right off the bat at the end of the first episode that Mm -hmm. if anyone out there was rooting for these two crazy kids to work it out and be romantically in love, it's not going to happen. It's not fucking happening. They are not in love with each other. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I think that was an interesting and good choice to end it on. Maybe it was a little 90s to have them actually kiss, but but I I feel like for the most part it does its job very well. It does prove to us as viewers that, Mm -hmm. "Mm -mm, nope, this is... This is how it is. They're just friends. They yep. love each other a lot, but it is it's not gonna culminate with them getting like actually married and <laughs> actually having children and just being perfect little straight
1: people. Yeah. But I mean it leaves us in a great place because I mean I want to find out what happens next. For you know? sure, definitely. Um uh, and it's it's nice because it's it's that classic nineties sitcom style where you're just watching these people live their lives and mm-hmm. there's not an overarching dramatic For theme, sure. Which is you know, which is great about modern sitcoms, but I think it's something that is in its own way a good thing to have.
0: Yeah, for sure. So any predictions going into the next episode about what you think might happen with Will and
1: Grace? I think I think you're wrong about Will and Grace not getting married. I think they're going to find out that they're really in love.
0: Yeah, okay. And yeah. Shit. So you <laughs> read ahead then. Yeah. You I, went on the I, weekend. I, week. I, yeah.
1: Your, your sneaky tricks to trick me are not <laughs> working. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I think it's actually a good pilot in that sense, is that it really has a, a sense of possibility. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this is one of those pilots where, I mean, now sometimes people book pilots, but they also book, like, five episodes after that. Right. This is very clearly a pilot that stands alone. Right. This was shipped to the network. The network said yes. And I think it, it reads that way. It reads as a like, good introduction to these four characters, and we're going to see where it goes from there.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I'm pretty excited to see where it's going. Yeah. How about you?
1: I'm also, I'm super excited. I think this is really a promising, promising show. All right. And I'm excited to learn more.
0: All right, wonderful. Well, thank you everyone who listened. Hopefully there are more people than just our cat who's listening right now. Yes.
1: Well, I'm sure no one will listen to this right away, but I'm sure eventually we'll be very famous, and then you will all say that you listened to it right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll all
0: all be those people who it's like, well,
1: We give you permission to do that.
0: Yes, I remember their first podcast when it came out in 2016, Mm -hmm. and I was there from the beginning. Mm -hmm.
1: We won't shame you for that.
0: I might (laughs) a (laughs) little. All right, well, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, If you do like this and you want to maybe find us on social media, we do have a few accounts. Um, If you want to email us, our email address is notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at notacoupleshow. And uh, you can also find us on Tumblr at notacouplepodcast.tumblr.com. Yep.
1: All right. Well, thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this has been Not a Couple.
0: Hooray!